Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John can't stop replacing dead fish for his daughter and tells us the three words every parent dreads at Christmas. Meanwhile, I buy way too many coats and reveal my least favorite Christmas song. Plus a conversation about irresponsible use of a public platform and how lies in print can have real-world implications. Today's episode is not sponsored by Tinsel, when you want your Christmas tree to sparkle and your vacuum cleaner to clog. But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Johnny, it's Christmas time in the podcast city. Christmas time in Bantertown, some might say. Let's talk about that. It's a wonderful. It's like we're in a little snow globe. Yeah. You like this? With the see how I changed my life for the first time in ages? So did it, well, I changed mine almost every week. But yeah, what do you think that says about our individual personalities? I think it says that I'm better. No. It mm, can't be it. That's not it. Yeah, I um I just wanted to I just wanna Led to look different mainly for it's mine's not because I'm aesthetically ahead of the game. No. It's because I want to be able to differentiate the videos when we have to go in and edit them. <laughs> so. but do you think anybody cares though? They're just looking for the whatever we say. It's not about what, how it looks. I think someone goes to that. You YouTube. think they think that this these guys this is all from one video? Maybe I yeah. do wear kind of the same clothes almost every day of my yeah, life. I'm kind of there's a palette that I choose from. My wife's like, in fact, we have this. I wouldn't call it an argument. But like if she hangs some things Would up. Would she call it an argument? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we have it right here. Um, like hmm. I have only wear clothes from the far left of the closet okay. or the far right of the closet. Now, Johnny, what does that say? Whoa. I don't really pick from the center. It's just too much stuff in there. Yeah. So if I, the clothes that I'm going to wear. So when she hangs something up in the middle. Mm hmm. The other day I was like, hey, you hung something in the middle. I, ne- I wasn't going to find this. And she was like, what does like that say? Narnia. Yeah. I was like, well, you have places that you want me to hang your clothes. Yeah. 
She goes, yeah, but mine makes sense. I was like, look, how much more sense could it make hanging on this side or on this side or I won't see Speaking it? Speaking of clothes, didn't you have some debacle with Laura's clothes the other day? And we were going to talk about it on the air and then we didn't. <laughs> Do you still want to share the story? I don't even know what it was. It was about the massive amount of shoes. Oh. Something happened where like yeah, a tower of shoes fell and it created like a problem in your home. <laughs> So we have a uh, a little bit of a shoe problem. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I can tell you're being very careful. Well, and I want you to not be careful. I know you. This don't. is someone who loves you. Is it? Yes. Okay. So it's not like it's a character flaw to have a lot of shoes. Lots of women have lots of shoes. She has these two shoe racks. How big are the shoe racks, John? I mean, they're how many pairs of shoes? Oh, I don't know about that. I can say, I can say that they're <laughs> no one could know. They're ten shelves high, yeah, and about four feet wide. And there's two of those back to back. Okay, okay, and they go in the middle of the closet. This is a lot of shoes. So you can walk around it. Okay. And the other night we wake up and walk in and like long ways, not like just okay. You can't see me if you're not watching the video, yeah. but you'd, you'd think it would pull. It would just fall over. Yeah. But, like, imagine on the end of something, like a book falling over on its spine. Yeah. Right? Like, it wouldn't, you didn't think it would do Collapsing that. Collapsing under the weight. It collapsed and just propelled uh-huh. an, an avalanche of shoes into the bathroom floor. I don't know how we didn't hear it. Yeah. But, like, we couldn't even walk into the closet. So, that lets you know any shoes. And I was like, this is, like, you, you broke a shoe rack just randomly. Mm-hmm. Since then, she has found a way to spin this. Narrative because we, we right. ordered. Some, it just means we need more racks. We, we need stronger shoe racks, John. Well, we ordered some new parts. The for infrastructure's that rack, not there because that these old plastic things yeah. on it. And she claims that uh-huh. I assembled it incorrectly. Oh, yeah, it's now it's, this is now it's on me that the I'm shoes so fell over. Got, I'm so glad I got you going on. So this. I've, tr- I've tried to. We had this conversation this week. I'm like, I, I don't think that I did. No, I saw it because I took it apart where it was broken, and yeah. you put the wrong piece. I'm like. Mm. You're in a lot of trouble. It can't be. <laughs> You're in a lot of trouble. You told the shoe story on the air? Some things are sacred, John. She's going to be furious, and I can't wait for it. There's things you just don't bring up on a podcast. I think she'll love it. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I think she'll love it. Yeah. Although uh, she'll want to come on and tell her side of the story. You know what's funny? Uh, I have a lot of shoes, too, for, for a man. I have a lot of tennis shoes. Really? And I wear, I have three pair of these because I like them. They're very comfortable. They're just Adidas black shoes with white stripes. Okay. And they're just my favorite pair of shoes that I've ever had. And so whenever they come up for sale, I see them. I get, you know, these ads target us. And uh, you'll see in a minute. (laughs) But (laughs) you'll see in a minute, dear listener. But these ads target us. And so. Whenever I see them for sale, you know, you can get it for 40, 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get another pair because these are going to wear out. But here's what's happened. I'll wear like a nicer pair. If I know I have a show, uh-huh. like sometimes I'll wear them on stage. And now they all have like sort of gotten a little bit smooch, schmutzy. <laughs> and I'm getting them confused now. Like if there's three of these in the living room, uh-huh. three sets of these shoes. But they're the same color. They're the same color. You, bought, you have three it's sets of identical. Of them, some of them are just dirtier than others. And so like now I'm like, oh, no, I put them both on the ottoman. And then they got knocked over by the dogs. And now it's like, what goes with what? What wow. level of right what broken in this are these? Am I mixing and matching? It's it's chaos. Uh, down here. 
<laughs> that is. But yeah, but basically, so I have a lot of shoes, but I have a coat problem now where I have a lot of hoodies, zip up hoodies. Uh-huh. And then I bought these jackets the other day on some clearance website. And I was like, well, these are 20 bucks each. You'd it's be fine. a fool not to buy them. And they're like puffer coats. Oh, okay. Because I was like, it's getting really cold. And I have like a lot of hoodies. I'm like, I need a real coat. Yeah. So I bought these two coats. They fit fine. They're like bomber jackets, though, and they're kind of short. You know, they, I'm not used to things that just fit right at my waist. I don't really like that. I like them for go a little bit lower. So I was like, these are fine. But I have them now. Uh-huh. So they're just in the closet. And then we're out yesterday at the old, the new Cost Club. You know, the new price club here is BJ's here in Mount Julia. Uh-huh. So we go to the big grand opening this weekend. Well, then I see a couple of coats that I like. <laughs> I bought both of them. You bought two at Curry BJ's. Goes, Curry goes, you got a coat problem. <laughs> Not a Coke problem, dear listener. A That's Coke. a different thing. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. I got thing. one of those too, but it's Coca-Cola. Right. But I have a coat problem, and uh, now I've got to donate some of these coats. Some of them are new, and oh. i got to get, I got to get rid of some coats. So that's our giveaway now yeah. for the, for the uh, patrons. patrons. If you're a size large right. and you need a brand new coat. It's signed by Johnny W. I, I'd be happy to. If you want. For real, uh, take one of these coats off my hand. I'll, I'll We'll figure out a way to get some photos. Yeah. But I've got too many coats. I, don't, I could just take them to Goodwill or give them to a you know unhoused person, I suppose. But a patron deserves it. You guys have given into the show. Take advantage of that of my kindness. It feels like for a second there that you knew what the right thing to do was, uh-huh. and then you redirected it back. Well, how do we know that some of our listeners aren't unhoused? We don't know. Well, if they're patrons, yeah, it's unlikely. Yeah. That they're spending monthly. But sometimes you do this patron thing, you set it up, and then your life changes, and it keeps going out. And you're like, I'm not, ta- I'm not going to go true. cancel it though. That's right. what they're. Ca- that's what we're counting on. We're hoping you guys don't cancel. Like when you hit that January, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, you're going through all the stuff. Like, well, oh do yeah, I, do it's I need that the, Canva the membership? Big, bu- the big budget meeting. Right. Do I need this? And I'm going through it all. Like when you come across. Yeah. your patronage to talk you, about what that. even is this show? Right? Do we even listen to that anymore? The answer yeah. is maybe not. He never changes his lights. Well, <laughs> hey, joke's on you, because I went green today. Not green in the fact that we're helping the planet, but green in the fact right. that like, a green light makes sense for Christmas. No, we're literally we're literally tearing up pieces of styrofoam as we speak. Yes. Yeah. It's part of our ritual. Pre, yes. Pre-show ritual. So, <laughs> yeah. Remember that was the big thing when you would get rid of, when you would throw away a six-pack ring from your cans, you would cut the... Yeah. Because evidently animals can get their head caught in the... Right. That's not... Wasn't that like if you were, though, near a ocean or something? I've, I knew people that were landlocked that were doing it. I don't know what their thoughts really? were. Hey, speaking of, yeah. at the top window in the staff room, yeah. in the conference room, we saw a coyote. Like, like I, in, I, I took okay. a video. Like, he oh. came right across by that tree out there. Doesn't Pastor Andrew call it a coyote? I don't think he calls it a coyote or not. I've heard him say, I've heard him say coyote. Maybe coyote's right. Why do we pronounce that E? Because of Wiley Coyote. You think so? Yeah. So this is like a male blank thing. And because of Coyote Ugly, the bar where the women dance on the bar. They call it that, yeah. They don't say Coyote Ugly. That's true. That would be... It doesn't flow. But they probably call it Coyote Ugly because of Wiley Coyote. Right. But Wiley Coyote didn't have words. We call it Wiley Coyote because it was pronounced that way from somebody. Like, those cartoons don't say their names. He never said his name. We just know it's Wiley Coyote. Right. When it's Wiley Coyote, flows better than Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Wiley Coyote sounds like a like a Americana artist. Wiley Coyote. I'm Wiley Coyote, and this is my <laughs> new song. You know? Yeah. Wiley Coyote feels feels better. 
If you were Wiley Coyote, would you leave the E off? Yeah. So that no, people Wiley Coyote. Coyote. But you don't want people to mispronounce it. This is... Uh, Maybe you put the E in a... This is exactly the kind of Christmas talk I was hoping to get into today. <laughs> hey, guys, it is a good moment, though, to take uh, just a few seconds to hear from a few of our wonderful sponsors. Speaking of Christmas, yes, uh, I have something I want to do on the air. Oh no! Um, Did you buy me a gift? Well, it's yes. I was going to ask you: Are we getting gifts for each other? No, and I'm not trying to make you don't have to get me anything. I don't want to. It's just something I thought would be great for the air. Well, I don't have anything for you today. It's it's not. It's not a. It's not a contest. A few more days to you. You do. I don't need anything. What size coat do you wear? (laughs) Be honest with me right now. You're probably a large. I got you a little something. Now, it's in a bag and everything. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know. I'm going to toss it. Gonna, oh, is it going to? It's a little heavy on the bottom. Okay. Oh, Are you no. ready? Yeah. All right, here. I'm tossing. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Is it breakable? No. Because we broke it. We, this, okay, I thought it would be go. fun on the air. Oh, all right. This is called uh, Cinephile. Have you ever seen this? It's a card game. Uh, I guess the movie trivia. Do you, are, do, you already, do you already have it? No, I don't have it. Okay. This is nice. It's movie trivia, which you're the movie guy. This feels like it's going to embarrass me, though, because I'm not going to know some of these, and it's going to be like, I thought you were the... Well, that's kind of the idea. Oh. If I could have embarrassed you, like, what do you think this show's about? Ages 12 and up. So, this looks fun. So, I think I think we should open it. Here, now? T- no, toss it back. Today? Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um. <laughs> listener, we apologize for... So, <laughs> I threw it in my right hand. That's the problem. See, the left was over here behind the lights. When I tossed it to Johnny, I had an underhand around. Johnny just pulled back like Joe Montana and just hurled a box, a heavy box across the room, and it just took out. It knocked off all your stuff. The huh? irony is it took off the Johnny W. CD that was in my or DVD. That? That was in, yeah. Okay. Well, are you going to open it right now on the air, though? And well, yeah, like, well, I just well, I think we should. me a couple of questions? Yeah, I think we should ask you a couple of questions. All right. Should have thought of this, though, because. Yeah, we weren't, we're not ready. And this is going to be some dead air. Open. No, it's fine. It's fine. So, do you have a category of movie oh, it that you feel less. Oh, are you going to give me the options? I don't know. I don't know what. It, I can't get it open. If you feel. You're trying to stump me, is that what you're saying? No. Probably like, you know, 1950s. If you go like really old movies, I wouldn't know a lot. If you were like. Right. Citizen Kane kind of questions, I would be a little bit stumped. But I know a lot of the classics. I could get by. I could. I know like the pop culture go-to answers for stuff like that. But yeah, if you get into like 70s, 80s, 90s movies, like it's going to be 100 out of 100 probably. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm very confident. You, I, I hear that. But yeah. if you get to like recent movies, no. If you okay. go like who won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2021, I'd be like, I don't even know who was nominated. <laughs> Uh, the whole like wow, there's, it's now repackaged on the inside. John, I know this is dead air. It's not dead people, air. People hate stuff like this. I don't really understand. They're skimming it. They're hitting the fifteen second button. No, forward. you guys are loving this. They're hitting the every single bit of it. I do see that the two people on both sides of these. Uh, did you know that Lawrence Fishburne? Yes, was in Boys in the Hood. Uh huh. Who was he? He was the dad. He's Ice, he's Ice Cube's dad. Oh. Okay. Here we go. I think. Yeah. Here we go. I got it open. We're asking a question. This is Johnny. Do it. Movie trivia. You get, I ain't scared. 
Uh, we'll edit this out if it this if I is, fail. This is not asking. These don't have any questions. Oh no, these are just facts. They're just people. Oh no, they're just people. It's what? just like little cards that just say facts about them. I don't even know how to play. Give me the facts, and then I'll give you the person. How about that? You read sort the card, and I'll read you the movie. Dunk. King film nerd. Yeah, I mean, where's the where's the question? <sighs> Guys, I'm sorry. Now it is dead air officially. We got to. All right, give me a minute. We'll do this later. So anyway, Merry, Merry freaking Christmas. John, what is your least... We can talk about a lot... Of, we've talked a lot about what our favorite Christmas carol is. Uh-huh. What is your least favorite Christmas carol? I think I've taken flack for this before. Yeah. But I'm not a big Little Drummer Boy fan. We've talked about that maybe, that it's a little... <laughs> but you've, But then you said the I'm a poor boy too... I do like that. Puts a lump in your throat. I like that line. Yeah, because I am. Well, that's in that song. So, (laughs) by proxy, you like that song. By the transitive property of drumming, you like that song. Okay. What'd you figure out? A one player draws a card from the deck and reads the name of the actor in the film. Uh huh. Taking turns, each subsequent player must name another film which that actor appeared. Oh, okay. Until you run out. When you get stumped, you lose. If the second player names an eligible film, K. But that's it. I was hoping for like trivia. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did, it's not in by you very no. no offense to the cinephile. This creators. doesn't feel like something we could play on the air. No. But that doesn't work. Okay, wine on a rider. Cinephile huh? Wine on a rider. Edward um, scissor hands. Reality bites. Um Hold on. Uh let's see. Uh Beetlejuice. Is there a timer? That timer would have gone off on I don't me. say a timer. Uh I'm naming back now. Um, um, Stranger Things. That's a that's a show. It's not a movie. It's cinema. No, it's not. Okay. Wow. I don't know. This is bad. Sorry, guys. I was hoping to be like this big moment where I asked Johnny in 1975. That's what I wanted. Uh, that's what you want. Uh, I, I can right. just Google questions if I wanted to do that. You know what? I'm, I'm just taking this back. No, don't take it back. Uh, you can't read. You can't ungift. Sorry. I was hoping. To I appreciate it, and uh, uh, you're going to get a coat from me <laughs> just so you know so, well it's a good gift it's a yeah. gift that keeps on giving you know what else keeps on giving johnny what that's my new segment you have <laughs> your fancy big segment well i didn't get to tell you what my least favorite christmas song was oh i thought you already said it no that's true i wasn't yeah or you just say what you say and then you right, just move on seems like, like that didn't... topic exhausted <laughs> itself <laughs> i think everything's been said yes my least favorite and i was going to play it but you said we'll get muted if we play the song clip yeah, we will get taken down. Yeah. But I heard it again the other day and I was like, how did this ever become a hit? Like evidently it was a hit. I know what this song is. No, you don't. Can I say what I think it is? What is it? What do you think it is? Christmas shoes. No. Because that also bugs me. No, but the sentimentality songs don't bug me. It's when you take a version of a popular song and you put your spin on it and you ruin it the way that this person did. It's Barbara Streisand's version of Jingle Bells. Have you heard it? No. It's one where she goes, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride an ornament soap and say jingle bells, jingle bells. It's crazy. Oh. It gets progress- like a spoken word. It gets, it gets progressively where you jingle, jingle, jing, jong, jing. It gets so crazy. It is like. It's like it's scat. Like, it's a panic attack set to music. <laughs> Trumpets are coming in. I want to pl- I'll play it for you off air and you will be just, It's. it'll floor you. It's, a, it's two minutes long of just craziness just like they just just jumbled everything in that was possible yeah 
It, and it's so offbeat and weird and jazzy. I was in a restaurant yesterday with my wife, and they had a they had a weird Christmas playlist. Yeah, it sounded like that. Like it was like like if I hear Christmas music, I want it to be either inspirational, uh-huh. like except Christmas shoes. That's the other one. I just I can't. Right. I can't. That just feels small. To it's you. an email forward manipulative. Yeah, right. Um, or I want it to be like festive, yeah. well done, but you know brings you that because I really do believe that Christmas songs fall into probably only like five categories. Oh, there's five. Well, I mean, like pop songs, if you really listen to it in Christmas, there are themes that get rewritten in every single pop song. Yeah. And it is that, it. I don't want anything for Christmas except you. Okay. Like Santa just needs to wrap you under the tree. Right. I don't need any presents. Okay. And the truth is, this is all a farce. Like if you That's just- How many categories have you said so far? That's two. Okay. And so, like, three... Spiritual, religious. Find me in the mistletoe. Oh, then find the mistletoe. Yeah, like, I want to be in the mistletoe. It's a little bit, okay. Four, I don't want to go out tonight. It's it's the introvert Christmas song. Yeah. We don't want to go anywhere. Like, Dave Barnes has a song like that. Obviously, there's the cold outside. Please don't make me leave my house. Right. All these songs, yeah. I don't want to leave. I just want to stay here and dance and do whatever with you. That's all I want for Christmas. But it goes back to that idea, but it's that I don't, but it's very much though, let's not leave. The weather's bad. Yeah. Maybe someone is, anyway. So, and then, yeah, the fifth one would be like religious sort of idea. Our Uh, time, we all come together. I've got a sixth category. All right. It is the ones that kind of like make Santa a creepy, you know, like attractive character. Hurry down the chimney tonight, but it's like, what are you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like Santa baby. I've been a really good girl. Like, come on, come dude. On. We're better than that. What are you doing? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, the dude's He's like, a saint. He's like 1,500 years old. Yes. Yeah. He's a saint. And he's yeah. married. Yes. He's got Mrs. Claus. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, there's that raw good looks that he carries. Yes. We all have had our moments of weakness. <laughs> And you see a picture of St. Nick, and you're like, okay, he has a rugged <laughs> handsomeness to him. He's been doing sit-ups. I don't think anyone's ever said that no. before. No, but I just, I think, we and you should write a Christmas song. We need to incorporate all six categories. Yes. And then it's guaranteed to be a hit. Yeah. It's foolproof. I mean, it really, I, I would, I'm really impressed with the people who keep writing around those themes and find a way to say it differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's the thing with any love song, really? It's like, you're, you're... Desperate for this person, how do you say it in a different way than a million people already have? Right. You know? That's, you know, that's well, the There may be another category, by the way. Okay. It's the, I just want to, I need to get to you for Christmas. Right. It's the, I know. Uh, I can't get home for Christmas. Which, yeah. Tori Kelly, by the way, her Christmas album. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, a great vocal, but she has a song called 25th. Is oh, that, yeah. you know, um, uh, the only thing that's on my list is to hold you on the 25th. Oh, okay. You know, take the, take the midnight flight, no more silent nights, you'll be yeah. by my side. So it's bringing in those Christmas, the Christmas imagery, but yeah. the truth is all I really want. But if you just show up and people expect presents, mm-hmm. you're like, look, I thought we were singing the song. All I wanted, all you wanted was, right. and just, yeah, I wanted that and a diamond or oh, whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. A or, PlayStation. Or the, here's one. It's a, uh, you know, I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Then he has demands. Have please have snow, mistletoe, presents under the tree. Yeah, I'm not, he he's didn't got, do any of it. He's got demands. He's like, I'll be home, but you better do this. Yeah. Then he wraps up the song by saying, If only, if in, my only in my dreams. You're like, 
Whoa, 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 buddy. <laughs> we did all this work. We've got all this stuff together for you. <laughs> no kidding. We checked your stupid boxes. I actually thought of this the other now day. you're like, well, look, it's a dream that I could even. <laughs> it's snowing. The flights are all. Hey, maybe it's cold outside. Listen, I thought the same thing the other day. There's yeah. a lot you're asking them to do. This is like. This is this the, flake, the flakiest family member. Yeah. This is what it's like to have kids. Yeah. Like your kids say, look, I'm going to be Dude, home, maybe. Coming, you know, that's coming for y'all where, you know, your mood, your entire world is going to be wrapped up in whether or not Sadie comes home for Christmas very soon. Mm. And you're going to you're going to be like, she called today. You're going to be oh. talking. It's going to be heartbreaking. You, you don't do this to me. This, no, I think, of, like, I think about it she's like, gonna be like, I got to go see the folks. I know. How long do I have to stay uh, before it's it's enough already? Dad does that weird thing they every tell year. The, story, the same stories. Uh, they're gonna talk. I just we gotta eat ham. I don't know. <sighs> and then she's gonna be like, I got. I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. You're gonna be like, you're gonna leave so soon. I've been here for six hours. You're gonna be heartbroken. Mm. It's never gonna be enough. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's coming for you. Thank you. Good luck. <laughs> hey, I did get invited to an interesting party the other day. Yeah. They called it. It was in the neighborhood. They called it a progressive. Christmas party. Okay. And so I showed up. I was like, super, I'm not sure super, about this. I thought, are we all super, just going to vote Democrat? Super like, woke. What's the deal? It wasn't that at all. No, it was. That's where it you was, go from place to place, right? Yeah. So if, if you guys hear about this, it's okay to go because right. it's not really what you think. No. Yeah. It's different. So speaking of not what you think, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you think. Johnny, it's time. We're trying out new music every, every week. Okay. This is not Christmas music per se because, again, we get flagged. But uh, I'm going to try out a new part for our my segment uh-huh. that you're just, you're just a part of. Right. <laughs> called uh, They Talked About That. Yeah? I feel like we haven't nailed it yet. It feels... You don't think so? No. You know... This is your quote of the week segment, and it feels like it's... I don't know what that one... That one's... It feels royalty-free. I'll tell you that much about it. It feels like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it, feels kind of funky. I did a video. It feels like that quote should be from the 1970s. You think? Yeah. I did a video with Jeffrey one time with my wife mm-hmm. uh, for a marriage conference. Yeah. And we were doing like this shtick. They wanted these promo videos. Uh-huh. You were there. You were doing the, the conference too. No, you weren't in the first one. You did the second one with mm-hmm. me. And we made a video and it was like, um, I was trying to, to jazz up the video. That was sort of the shtick behind the scenes. Like, right. Like, you know, instead of just telling them what the details are, I was like, hey, we're the drivers. And then, like, it went into that music. So every uh-huh. time I hear it, and he paused it, had all this, like, colors, and she was like, really? It's kind of, like, overdone, don't you think? I was like, well, we can't just tell them it's going to be a great conference, and they get to we tell right. them, we actually tell them all the things. Right. I just wanted some pizzazz, and then it can pizzazz, and he does the whole thing. So I like this one. It reminds me of simpler times. Yeah. Um, of simpler times of yore, if you will. Oh, the days of yore. Uh, today, uh, our quote, it is Christmas. It comes from uh, John Leo. And uh, John Leo says, I thought for Christmas, I mean, I had a bunch of history stuff I wanted to say and all mm-hmm. that, but I mean, I could just see everyone's eyes glazing over because it's Christmas time, John. Yeah. And talk about that. He says this, and I thought this was key for, for maybe for you to reflect upon and back to your theme mm-hmm. of me and parenting. The principal advantage of the non-parental lifestyle is that on Christmas Eve, you need not be struck dumb by the three most terrifying words that the government allows to be printed on any product, mm-hmm. which is? Uh, I don't know. Some assembly required. Oh, right. Yeah. This is a real thing. Uh-huh. 
Like, I can tell you this. I was going to say batteries not included, maybe. Ooh, that's another that's one. That's a good one. Some assembly required. I can remember when Sadie was little, yeah. and you put her to bed, because you can't You're assemble. You're up all night putting... It's hours, at least. These little cam screws and all the... The thing I remember the most... Wood, wood dowels and glue, a drop of glue and a wood dowel. The plastic kitchen. Oh, sure. So kids like the little kitchens. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's like it's all in the things you have to break it out of. It's little... Yeah. It, it's in a... Um, yeah. What do you call it? A template, uh-huh. basically. And you have to break it or a mold. You have to yeah, break it out of the mold. Plastic stems are holding and, uh, it all together. Yeah. You'd think that'd be easy. No. Johnny, it was not. Your hands were nubs. Bloody nubs by Christmas morn. And then Christmas, that's another thing. You go to the grandparents and the kids open up all this stuff and it all requires assembly. Yeah. And so now... This and they is, didn't assemble it because no. the grandparents didn't assemble it. So they're just like, good luck. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. So you're sitting there and the kids are all getting restless because it takes an yeah. hour to get their present together. Did and they get Sadie stuff that you, they knew you wouldn't approve of? Did they do that trick ever? They didn't, but Uncle Greg did. What did he get? Laura's brother. One time he bought her a live goldfish in a bag. <laughs> I'm not even sure it was Christmas. That's he great. did it, and he looked at me like, "Yeah, I'm doing this." That's great. And I was like, "So you got to go get a whole bunch of stuff." We had now. to go buy, stuff. and it's a living thing. Now. Yes. On the way home, she named the fish Harry. She was uh, real little, right? And then Harry, super, obviously, super creative. Harry didn't make it. Oh no, not but, even home. No, he made it home. But okay. we were in the tank, and after I spent a hundred dollars, and we knew this wasn't going to last, but yeah. we couldn't tell her. What do you mean you couldn't tell her? You, she still thinks Harry's alive? No, not. But we kept. <laughs> no, she's. Just... We kept the ruse going a while. So I think it was like Harry number five before we finally were like. You kept moving other fish in. Yeah, like she the still, jig is up. Is man. she finding out now on the air? No. Oh, okay. She knows. We finally were like, look, Harry went to fish heaven or whatever, which ha- ironically is down the toilet. But yeah, it's okay. It's a different portal. To get there than right. we're normally used to. Yeah. But yeah. And I was like, I'm not putting any more fish. And I told my brother-in-law, I was like, look, mm-hmm. I'm just going to buy your kids a fish. He's like, that's cool. I'll just let them die. I don't care. I mean, he was like hardcore about yeah. it. I was like, oh, yeah. well, I can't play that game if you're not going to play back. So if you flush a fish and it goes to hell, it feels like hell. You know what I'm saying? That's how fish go to hell. <laughs> well, you can't say that. I <laughs> Listen, my fish was bad. All dogs go to heaven? All fish go to hell? Is my that what fish, you're Listen, why are you assuming my fish was good? But maybe you're saying you're sending it back out into where it came from, into the ocean. Yeah, Because but, all the pipes eventually, look, Johnny, like all roads lead to Rome, uh-huh. all toilet pipes lead to the ocean. And that's... That's heaven for... I, I was a match. Have you ever seen Finding Nemo? Yeah. It seemed like heaven. I mean, it's better than... Then My little to, tank in her room. There needs to be a pipe that goes up that you could be like, here's where Harry goes. And he goes into like a tube system. <laughs> he just pops like out the, the top bank, of the like house. Like what the bank. Yeah. And he just flies over into the yard. Yeah. And the dog eats him. Yes. Yeah. That's fish heaven. Yeah. You don't want your dogs You eating. bought five fish yeah. to, to and, completely deceive your daughter. Yeah. That's amazing. Johnny, that's, that's Christmas. That's parenting right there. <laughs> Listen, Johnny, what is Christmas if it's not about deceiving? What was the space of time between these fish? Like, how long were the lifespans of these fish? Uh, They might last a couple weeks. Wow. So, I mean, I kept it going a while. Man. Johnny, what was I supposed to do? I don't know. There was always some... I think she was potty training me with the time. Like, there was always some reason not to add insult to injury. We're already in a a moment of change for her, or it's difficult, you know? And you say what you want to say. Yeah. It's a big deal to kids. Right. No, it's a big deal. So, it's like... My uncle, sorry, her uncle set her up with this living creature now. Yeah. 
knowing that the joke would be that I would have to do this. Mm-hmm. But that's well. There's always the joke about the drum set or the keyboard, right? You know, something that's loud and noisy. Yeah. Um, but some people want that for their kid. They want their kid to be musical because you can teach your kid all kinds of creative things if they. But drums are a lot. Yeah. Drums would uh, might work for kids today because they can put headphones on and play along to something. Oh, electronic ones. But. Well, even then, if you can still hear, but at least they're playing to something. Yeah. But a drum is generally not played by itself, by itself. You know what I'm saying? Which Except is, again, in the case of Little Drummer Boy. Which, mm-hmm. well, we don't know that there weren't, you know. We know that the ox and lamb kept time. Oh. But it doesn't indicate do they used that. instruments. They that may is, were just using a metronome. You know it's funny saying? if that was one of our doctrines? <laughs> like that the ox and lamb kept time? Yeah, we have all this other stuff that's like totally normal and well, normal-ish, and then we get to, the, and of course we know that the ox and lamb kept perfect time. Right, and I can just I can see the a little hoof like just moving up and down, like hey. And we know that no crying he makes. Yeah, and that's bad theology. Yeah, I mean he's gonna cry with a drum set. Yes, I mean Mary would have cried. Yeah, they didn't say no crying. She made. That's true. She was highly upset. And Joseph, what kind of dad lets a kid come do this? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I remember being in the hospital. I was very protective. Like, no. If somebody come to, to wake everybody up, like, hey, is this necessary? No. Right. And the doctor's like, I, I'm the doctor. Yeah. It's necessary. Well, I will say this. I uh, I don't do assembly as an uncle, but I'm getting like a gift for my niece this year that is probably going to have like some tech. Like, I'll be the tech department. You gotta, like, I'll be tech it. support mm-hmm. for it. If anything goes wrong with it, she'll be like, this thing you got me. Mm. How do you, whatever. And you kind of know that. Now, less so with her. She's 16. She probably knows more about it than me. She can go into the app and yeah. figure it out. But more so for older relatives. And I remember posting that one year. I may have talked about it on the podcast before. I was like, if you buy anything tech for your parents, just know that you're now the tech support for life for that device. Mm. Which is true. Yep. And I didn't mean it in a mean way. But I had so much hate for that. I had like five or six comments that were like, really? they taught you how to walk and use a spoon. You can teach them how to use an iPhone. I was like, you know what? That's that's well found, That's a well-founded rebuke. And I received it in that. I really did. I was like, that's a good point. But it was a joke. I know, but it's also like, I was a little irritated when I wrote it. Okay. Or like when you go to your parents' house or your in-law's house and their TV has the motion smoothing on and so everything looks like a soap opera. Yeah. And you're like, you don't notice this? Yeah. Everything you're watching looks like an old episode of One Life to Live. Yeah. Fix it. They go, oh, it looks fine. Look at our HDTV. You go, it's garbage. And you go into the menus and you fix it. And they go, what'd you do? Yeah. Because they're used to seeing it wrong. Won't that? Mm. Won't that preach? Come on now. Anyway, I am irritated by it. And also, I understand why they don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad. I'm just upset. I think what I, what I extract from that is so interesting is that... Your your fans or whoever watched the post, yeah, they could tell that you were irritated, which goes into like that book I've read uh, by the Arbiter Institute called The Anatomy of Peace. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is that people can tell when your heart's not at peace with them. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you say, what you do. And you know this in relationships. Like, hey, there's something going on. Like you can tell. And Right. Although everybody has that one exhausting friend that always thinks something is wrong, even if it's not. Right. And then they make something wrong because. Now what's wrong is you it. keep asking me what's wrong. Right. And I had been that guy when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to get out of that. But like I, it was interesting because I'm writing a book now mm-hmm. and I wrote the not so black and white book. And it's it, called The Geography of Peace. And it, <laughs> it's a total ripoff <laughs> of the anatomy of You peace. can always tell. And 
the deal is, I told the editor, one of the editors that I was going to pitch it to, I was like, when I wrote Not So Black and White, it wasn't like I was mad at people, mm. but there was, like, I was I was coming into the vitriol yeah, and wanting to bring a Christian viewpoint and really wanting to say, hey, there are reasonable Christian viewpoints. Yeah. Right? Let's get out of the extremism. But I think I felt like I was trying to really convince people. Yeah. And there were times the editors would dial that back. And it, when I, and now I'm writing a book that deals with some of the issues of today. But I feel as if I'm writing it towards the reader with my heart at peace. Yeah. And it feels different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like I think people can tell. I mean, it's like there's something there that's not necessarily in your words. Yeah. But I think it comes through in your posts. Certainly comes through with your bad attitude. But I think in the words of what yeah. we write. I think it's interesting that that happened, that they, you well, really it were wasn't irritated. Like, and probably it wasn't like a million comments, but it was enough <laughs> that I was like, oh, this, it actually, but sometimes you just go, oh, this is somebody being a hater. But that particular couple of comments, I was like, this is a solid point. Yeah. Like I am bugged by this. And this is a person who, not in my case, but in a lot of cases, like they taught you to walk. They yeah. taught you to wipe your butt. Yeah. And you're like, I can't believe I got to go figure figure out your Wi-Fi password for you. It's like, yeah, they don't know. Just like you didn't know anything. Right. You didn't know how to use a spoon. Yeah. So anyway. That's why. Be kind to your parents and your grandparents. Yes. Johnny says to himself. Teach them how to use spoons. All right. Uh, That's right. I need need the lesson myself. Uh, John, it's time to go back as we end this show. Yeah. Uh, All the way back. This week in history, it's a segment we call Talk About Then. John, this week, 1843, Mm. Charles Dickens' classic Christmas tale, A Christmas Carol, is published. Miser, Ebenezer Scrooge, is visited by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley, and the spirits of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. Dickens wrote the tale. I want you to guess how long it took him to write it. Hmm. Yeah. Six weeks. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That's your guess? Yeah. It took six weeks. Is that right? Yeah. There you go. This is like you go, I think I could write something about that. A classic <laughs> like that? I think it would take me about six weeks. Six weeks. <laughs> well, I was thinking. I was going to say 45 if, days, but 40, 42 days. 42 days. <laughs> if I was as brilliant as Charles Dickens, I would I think, think he would was, take. I think this was one of the ones he was like, <laughs> I think I've read about this before. I need, we need to do more research, but I believe I remember this being one of the books that he was just like trying to just spit out something. Really? That was a Christmas. And it's yeah. his most popular. Well, I mean, right. great expectations. sometimes. To, yeah. Yeah. And Oliver Twist wasn't Oliver Twist yeah. Dickens. I mean, so, yeah, but I think it was just one of those like, here's a Christmas thing. And right. it was like, now it's gone on to be a, which you just never know, man. You mm. just never know. I hope that that happens with something that we do. Yeah. We were just trying. We're accidentally. Right. Yeah. I like that. I'm accidentally a failure all the time. I would love to accidentally be a success. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. You're like a Forrest Gump, but for failure. Yeah. 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 Like you're not super smart and you stumble around, but then you fall to the ground. (laughs) You don't stumble into like great scenarios. It's just like, oh, John fell into the waiting pool again. Right. It seemed like he should have succeeded. We that, don't one, know. that one he was so close and then he shot himself in the foot again i know i actually wrote in a in an introduction like mm-hmm. i was talking about how i try to do too many things right like that, that things that shouldn't all work together but they end up maybe working together i was like i'm like forrest gump minus the people skills 
Yeah. 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 You don't. Uh, but you'll get there. I have every confidence in you. Well, I appreciate that. Are you a fan of Christmas Carol? I think it's the. It. Yeah. It's just. It's Love got it. all the great lessons and all the things. Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. Which. I mean, come on. Yeah. I. Uh, I remember. It is odd too that like he wakes up and he realizes like it hasn't come. You know, it hasn't come. Right. There's still a chance to. And so there's that hopefulness there. Uh-huh. I like that. You know? Yeah. I like it, too. But you, you know what I watched the other night? That's what? That's similar. It's the modern. It's It reverses a little bit. What is it's it? It's A Wonderful Life. Oh, sure. Which, have you watched the colorized version? No. Okay. I didn't realize I had one. And I actually had a second. I was doing some some chores and stuff and had it on in the background. Because the colors version, it's like a, it's a bit much. It's like, whoa! That's what I thought, too. You the know, like, sweater's a little too green. Like the Andy Griffith show, when they went to color, it was like, not great, mm-hmm. right? Something that wasn't great about it. But this one, I yeah. thought was so much better. It's one of the first times I felt it was so well, much maybe better. maybe it's a new souped-up version of the colorization process. No, it's just yeah. the, the algorithm knows from the tint of the black and white what that color actually was. Oh, wow. and it looks very. I mean, it's, it actually is what the color was. They're not recoloring it. Yeah, and it's like it was just so much richer to me because there's a lot happening yeah. in it. And I cried at the end of the movie. Laura made fun of me, but I, I she's not a fan of it. it's a Wonderful Dude, Life. I'm like, I fall apart at these Christmas commercials. Yeah, we need to talk about it on the next episode because it's a lot. And Curry goes, "Why do you watch these? Because I'll go find them. You know, the same <laughs> ones get repurposed every year on Twitter and stuff. Uh-huh. You'll see." And I go, and she goes, why are you watching this? And I, I'll look over, and I'll look over at her, and I'm like, just welling up. And she's like, jeez. <laughs> she cries too, but, you know. Oh, Laura cries at stuff all the time. Yeah. But this is not, I was like, she doesn't like that movie. I was like, you you can't say this is not a great movie. Like, oh, no, the rest great. of the world is spoken on this. Right. You can say you don't agree with the rest of the world, but you can't say that it's not yeah. good. Right. Come on now. Uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, you know I like Scrooged a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 1988, great. I think it was. Anyway, yeah, we'd have to look in our cinephile cards to find out if I was mm. right about that. But since it's a dumb game and you failed, yeah, I did a, fail you as a gift giving. Uh, John, finally, uh, this week, 1973, Johnny Carson created a toilet paper panic. I did not know about this story. Late night television host Johnny Carson jokes during his monologue. You know we've got, we do the, you know we've got all sorts of shortages these days. But have you heard the latest? I'm not kidding. I saw it in the papers. There's a shortage of toilet paper. Did not know that. <laughs> the panicked public then began hoarding toilet paper, causing empty shelves, which further panicked people, causing a real shortage. Wow. Which we know we went through during COVID. Yeah. Uh, this was literally, you know, whatever, 50 years uh, prior. Uh, Carson was commenting on a statement by U.S. Congressman Harold Freilich, who had made remarks about the government's falling short of securing bids to provide toilet paper for its troops and bureaucrats, stating that we hope we don't have to ration toilet tissue. So basically, this guy made this sweeping statement of like, we hope we don't have to. We feel like a shortage is around the corner if we don't make. And Carson went on television that night. Made a joke. In front of 30 million people and created... So anyway, this was during the 1973 Arab oil embargo, which was causing shortages in long lines for gasoline. So the mere mention of a possible shortage became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Wow. Yeah. But thank thank goodness we don't have anything like that going no, on today nothing. where people can get on and say irresponsible things on social media and create a real world problem. Because that would be a nightmare. Oh, could that you could even happen. imagine? You know. I mean, I don't even know what we would do. <sighs> you know, I actually read, it's funny. Uh, it's not funny. 
I read, I'm reading the John Meacham book on Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And they were starting rumors about Abraham Lincoln uh, being an alcoholic. And like it spread. There was no truth to it at all. But it, when I read it, it was a Confederate spun conspiracy theories and thrived on rumor. Lincoln was a teetotaler. He did not drink at all. Yeah. But that did not stop the slander in the South. Quote, the fact of Lincoln's constant intoxication is confirmed by a gentleman from ju- just from Washington, a Memphis newspaper wrote in mid-May. Yeah. It appears that he became addicted to the vice in this way. The cares of the place affected his nervous system so much that he could not sleep. His physician administered him large quantities of opium and brandy each evening until stupidity would ensue, and then he would fall into profound slumber. In the morning, his prostration would be so great that liquor would be resorted to, and thus, by a frequent repetition of this treatment, he has become so demoralized by the use of liquors as to be perfectly imbecile and thoroughly indifferent to what is passing around him. This was in the newspaper. Yeah. And they believed it, because why? Well, it didn't he take, the, it didn't take, I mean, evidently. It, it took the people in the South. Yeah, there were people who uh, were like, you know what, you, Lincoln doesn't even know where he is anymore. Like, her perfectly imbecilic is a great yeah that's a very flowery flower flowery way of saying you're a stupid person i think i would feel perfect he's a perfect imbecile if people would call me that i think i'd be like we don't say imbecile as much anymore imbecile imbecile imbecile, imbecile yeah imbecile 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 an imbecile imbecile you're an imbecile i think it's imbecilic but it's imbecile i don't think so oh this is when we need to i'm pretty i'm confident it's imbecile well, I bet, I bet it's depending on where you are in the country and um, what the... Uh, watch this. You're going to get Google to say it? Uh, here we go. <laughs> it won't come through the speakers. Oh, John. Oh, no. Pull up, pull up your phone. Just pull up your robotic voice. Imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, how do you say imbecile? What? You just said it. Well, yeah, you've, but it'll you've prompted her. But it'll you've tainted the witness. Uh, this feels like a very this would be. I don't like this. Okay, this is the UK. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, US. Right. Imbecile. 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 Go. That's US. UK. Here we go. Imbecile. Imbecile. But none of them were. That's like a really dumb. Uh, An Im- Swimming mammal. <laughs> He's an imbecile. Should be a should be a, should be a cartoon <laughs> character. I think seals are mammals, are they? No, maybe. Yes. 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 They are. We've got a lot to learn on this show, John. <laughs> and uh, we thank you, dear listener. Yes. For learning along with us. Oh goodness. I guess we're learning. Well, we we have Google and Siri. Yeah. And history books. Yeah. That's if, if only that were enough. Cinephile. It's true. We've got cinephile cards now, too. We wish you and yours, though, a very Merry Christmas and the happiest of New Year's Mm. and uh, all that good stuff, all all the good things to our listeners. If you want to support the show, go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Click on the upper right link, John, to support the show. Become a patron. Our patrons are so dear to us, although we did have somebody write to us and call me out saying that I made empty promises to get a get-together with our patrons online and i'm going to make good on it yeah it's I, really up to you i'm home i'm home for christmas so let's as just, the song let's says just pick a day and then we'll put it to them and they'll be like it was the busiest week of the year you can't and i'll be like sorry patrons that's what it was yeah yeah 
Look, meet with us on Christmas Eve at 6 p.m. or you don't love the show. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Look, Johnny's home for Christmas. Yeah. You can count on him. Yes. Please. And you can count on John at johndriver.com <laughs> where you can find out all of his latest literary works. Oh, they're so... Go to johnnyw.com to find all my new tour dates, J-O-N-N-I-E-W. Yeah. I mean, if, you're in, if you're in the Middle Tennessee area or you want to make a trip in and maybe uh, hang out uh, post-Christmas in Nashville, it's a beautiful place to visit. I'm at Zany's Nashville, December 27th, mm. and there's still some tickets remaining. So yeah. get those at my website, johnnyw.com. That's an A-room. It is an A-room. Yeah. Zany's is a terrific club. Yeah. It's going to be a fun night. So uh, bring all your friends and fam. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. I got some surprise guests coming in that oh. are in for the holidays. I don't want to I don't want to tip my hand because hmm. they may flake out on me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. John's going to do a set. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? You should. I think you, you wouldn't start at Zany's. If though. You, you worked would. with me, I could have my five minutes. But not there. You wouldn't want that to no, be your first. I don't care. It would be. You don't care? No. Yeah, what are you? Care? I'm in front of people every week, and who cares? It's not really my job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, you're not good at this. Like, like, hello. I don't like how flippant you are about Johnny, it. Johnny, I could do your job any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I couldn't do your job. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for today. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. It was a lot of fun, and a Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year. Actually, we have one more episode before the new year, Johnny. Oh, that's right. But we'll see you next week then <laughs> on Talk About That. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.